You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 65 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Uh, deal with me today, folks, because I don't have the pop guard on the mic because this is my backup mic. So if my P's are coming through a little bit hard, I'm sorry about that. But today we're talking about design tools. More importantly, we're talking about design tools for the cash strapped. So if you're like many of us, our church communications budgets are not quite large, okay? They're they're pretty minuscule because we're living off the scraps of what we can get from the church budget, which is not a whole lot. And for a lot of us, when we look out across the land, we know that there is probably the industry standard for a lot of design, which is Adobe. And Adobe is great, and they they do some really good stuff. However, uh, those products can be quite expensive. Um, now, of course, they've come down in price in some ways now that they've gone to a subscription model. Um, back in the day, it used to be if you're bringing somebody on your team, it was like you had to drop almost like $1,500 worth of, uh, uh, you had to drop $1,500 down on, on for the creative suite. Um, and that was, you know, they got you maybe Photoshop and Design Illustrator and a few other things. Um, but now um, the price is different. Now I think it's around like anywhere between forty to sixty bucks, um, depending on if you're using like a nonprofit discount, etc. Per member for on your team per month. So if you got like five team members on your team, that's like three hundred dollars a month, uh, even with like some sort of probably yearly discount. So you can tell real quickly those costs can add up super super fast. So what if you don't have that in your budget? What if you're like, I was asked to do the design work for something and I'm not a designer or I love design, but I don't have that kind of money. That's totally understandable. So today we're going to talk about some of the tools that you can use to kind of help you with that and help you kind of create some stuff on the cheap, if you will. And I say cheap, not in terms of the quality, but just cheap and the, the amount of money you're going to spend on these types of projects. Now, I'm going to break things down to three different categories. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, two different editors that you can use to kind of create different photos and layouts, um, and then one little utility tool I use for that with editors, um, and then some places you can find some really great quality fonts that are I think are really good and you could use um, knowing that they're going to look and they're going to come out really well. And then another, the third category is place to find color palettes, which is something that a lot of us don't think about. But if you can learn how to put color palettes together, it's going to make your design work that much easier. Then there's one more bonus thing I'm going to throw at the end, something I found in doing research for this podcast. I thought, oh, this is a pretty cool tool. So let's talk editors first. Um, there are really two main editors that I would tell you are completely f- free web-based products that you can use on the web. You don't have to download software and I think can do the trick for majority of your work. The first one is probably the most famous one, and I say the most famous for a lot of us who uh, are trying to find stuff to be on the cheap, and that's Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A.com. By the way, all this stuff I mentioned today, I'll put in the uh, blog post that I'll post along with this podcast episode. Uh, Canva.com is probably the best place to do quick layouts. Um, It's a great website because you can go to Canva, open up, and it'll ask you, what kind of design do you want to do? You say, I want to do a Facebook ad, I want to do a social media post, or I need to do a print ad or web or whatever it is. You can put custom dimensions in, and all of a sudden, it populates that space for you, and then you can pick from all these free tools in terms of like free photos, free uh, illustrations, 
uh, lots of icons, all that kind of stuff. And he's even got pre-done designs for you that you can go ahead and modify. And they've got some that you can pay a few bucks for if you want to shell out something that you kind of you like something and you want to spend a few dollars doing that. And then they give you like, I think, 24 hours to make all the modifications. And the beauty of it is you can download any of these things like a high-res PDF, a standard PDF, a high-res image, or a standard JPEG. Uh, so it's again, you can kind of really create some really great stuff. They've got fonts built in. So you can literally build a whole and like say, for instance, like your sermon series artwork, you can do all of that inside of Canva. You can even do, uh, say like your bulletin front covers, or you can do posters, you can do web ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. There's a whole lot of things you can do. And the cool thing is, is that if you want to use the Canva for business account, which is supposed to be paid, that you can get it for free if you're a church. So you just got to show your documentation that you're a nonprofit. And the beauty of that is you can then upload custom fonts. You can upload your logos, like your church logos, and all, all that stuff is kind of stored right there. And then you can even have team members join, and you can kind of can share files. And we use it here to create a lot of our web stuff, and I like it a lot because if I'm on the iPad, I can create something on the iPad real quick. Um, and I can just run over to my desktop and it's all synced. So I can go to, cause the web interface, I can go straight to the web on the desktop and do the same thing. So I really like it in terms of just how quickly it moves. I don't have to load a, a piece of desktop software other than my browser. So it moves really fast. It's really easy to customize. I like the quality of the tools they've the font they've got and I like the stock photography that's there that you can use so a lot of this stuff for me is a kind of a no-brainer in terms of its use it's really really good it's not great if you're doing like say multi-page layouts that's really not what it's designed to do so I mean you can do multi-page documents and I've actually done a multi-page document in fact I think my website checklist which is on my website right now if you uh, if you sign up if you sign up on my website and you get the website checklist on there i think i did that i did that in canva and that's a multi-page layout so you can do it it's not optimal but it's a pretty good tool for it if you wanted to do it um, again i think you can't beat the price because it's free and free is a really good price the second tool that i want to talk to you about is called pixlr and pixlr is brought to you by the people at autodesk and autodesk make a lot of the famous um autocad they make a lot of famous tools that are high-end design tools and this is their free uh, photo editing software that you can either download to your desktop for free or you can use the web version or the mobile version. I like the web version because I can get in, close the browser, get in, get out. And it really honestly is probably the closest thing I've seen to a a free Photoshop. Um, that cl it comes closest to Photoshop without going overboard with all the Photoshop tools. So you can really go in and really enhance images, do layers, stylize things. Uh, you can add type, you can do some effects, you can refine things, you can clean things up. So if, say for instance, you took the staff photos and you just need to touch them up a little bit, you can easily go into Pixlr and do that and make them look really, really good with just some simple stuff. And it's, there's some filtering kind of stuff you can do like an Instagram type of thing. But this really lets you kind of feel like to a certain degree like a professional photographer without shelling out the cast that you would need for Adobe Lightroom or Photoshop. So again, I like it because I can go in, I can do these things. It doesn't cost me a dime. I can go on the web and do it. I can download the desktop version of the software. It's free, um, but it really can make your images kind of pop, um, especially when you get somebody who sends an image from you from their phone. And kind of, it's great, but it needs a little tweaking. And you want to do some stuff a little bit beyond just the Instagram filtering. You really kind of want to spruce the photo up. Pixlr is a great option for that. Now, with these editors, I have a little utility tool that I use to make sure my images are the right size for whatever I'm doing, specifically the web. When I'm creating images for the web, I try to keep every image under 100 kilobytes. 
Um, it's just something I've always done because I've always tried to make the web super fast for whoever's viewing the content I'm creating. So with pick resize, this is the tool I'm talking about, this utility, pick resize, I literally can upload an image and it has this magic compression engine, which I say, don't change the dimensions of the image, but I want that same exact image that's like 300, 400 kilobytes. I need you to make it under 100. And it does some magic. I don't know what it does. I don't know how it does it, but it redoes my image for me. Same exact size, however, in terms of the actual dimensions, but the actual size is always under 100. Usually hits around like 96. So it has some super magic that it does. Not sure what it is, but it works really, really well for me to get my web images down to where I need them to be. And if you're creating a lot of stuff for the web, you need to think that through. If, especially if you have an image-heavy website, you want to make sure you're creating images that are can download fast. So anytime under 100 kilobytes, to me, that's usually a pretty good marker of what an image should be. Anything bigger than that, you can get a slow load time on a web page, and that can become really annoying for people who are visiting your website. Now, when it comes to fonts, there are a lot of places that if you, if you just Googled free fonts, you would find abstract fonts, the font, a lot of these websites that create, uh, they claim and they do, they do have free fonts. The problem is the quality of the fonts on there. Um, if I see a font, I can probably tell you if it's a free font just on base of on basic typography, things like kerning, in other words, how close the letters are, the height of the letters, little basic fundamental things that are basically one-on-one things that you need to be careful of when it comes to typography. So when it comes to type, there are really three places that I go to if I'm looking for free typography. And there's a fourth one if I'm going to buy photography that you usually might go to. Uh, my, fir- my first go-to is one of my go-tos is Google Fonts. They've just, over the years, have con- 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 consistently gotten better and better at cataloging free fonts that are really good quality fonts. They do a good job, in my opinion, vetting what the really good ones are. You can, beauty of it is you can, you can sort them by popularity. You can even find out what code you need if you want to ins- embed them on your website, you want to use them on the web. I just think overall they're getting better and better at design and typography is one of those areas that Google just consistently gets better at. It's not perfect by any stretch, but again, I'm seeing more and more fonts that I go, ooh, I really like that. It's a very good, clean font. So Google Fonts for me is getting better. You can download them. You can use them on your desktop. You can use them on the web. It's just becoming a better option. The other one's called Font Squirrel. Um, I like Font Squirrel. It's actually probably one of the first ones I used to go to a lot. Um, They consistently have good fonts. Um, some ones you think, oh, I didn't know that was free or certain weights of a font are free. Maybe not the whole font, but they, hey, maybe that bold version of it's free. Uh, font scroll continues to be a good one to go to. The, the last one is one I've, I've just always loved. It's called League of Movable Type. Um, and I used to go there all the time. It's, it was leagueofmovabletype.com. And they had some of my favorite fonts. League Gothic was one of them. Um, some really, really, I think, um, uh, I would say unique fonts. I thought, man, those look really professional and very unique, and I couldn't believe they were free. However, when I went to go to them last time, they were shut down. However, on GitHub, they put their entire font library for you to download. So I'll put the link there in the blog post as well. Now, if I'm going to buy a font, there's a couple of different places you can go to. The place I like to go to is myfonts.com. Uh, they just have a great selection. I didn't think their prices are outrageous if I have to pay for a font for branding. The other thing is they have this really great tool called What the Font, and you can go there and you can upload an image of what you think of a font if you're trying to figure out what the font is. And what they'll do is is they have image recognition and they can get you pretty close to what the font actually is. They can help you identify a font that you're trying to find. And I always think that's just a really cool tool. The other three, the last uh, other three things I want to talk about, other three tools I want to talk about fall in the category of color palettes. Now, a lot of us don't think about color palettes, but we do know instinctively that certain colors go with other colors. 
Uh, and it's just something we're kind of wired. If, you, if you're in the design world, you can kind of can pick that up. Some people can't do that. Um, uh, you'll know that when they walk in the door in the morning, you go, man, those, that shirt and those pants don't seem to go together, okay? There's a, there's, a, there's a formula behind which colors work together. That's the color palette, if you will. And there are really three tools that you can, you can visit to go do that. Um, the first one is coolers, that's C-O-O-L-O-R-S uh, dot C-O. Uh, the other one's Palatin. It's palette, but with the O-N on the end. And the other one is a tool by Adobe called uh, Color. It's just color.adobe.com. Uh, all three of these are really great because they give you samples of what good color palettes are, what hot color palettes are. Like these are the ones that a lot of people are using. And the great thing is that you can stick in maybe some of your brand colors that you currently are using, and then they'll tell you what the complementary colors are going to be that go with your brand. On the Adobe one, you just kind of they have this little like cool little slider. You slide like, hey, Here's what our brand colors are. We use orange and blue. And I'll say, well, then you need to complement it with this, this beige. That's going to work with it. Or maybe this brown will work with it. So I, I love it because it helps you understand the possibilities and, and also helps you understand what colors play well with the others and which ones don't. So the next time you're having that discussion with somebody about which colors you should use for something, use this as kind of a good defining kind of uh, parameters for how you determine what good colors look like and what they don't look like. To, to get that is the last one I want to talk last tool I want to talk to you about is a, a freebie I found that um, I say it's a freebie it's a this is the the last tool I want to talk about is one that I found that I didn't even know existed it's called um, Illustrio and it's a tool for finding really great well-designed icons that you can actually uh, customize in their browser you can customize the color etc and then you can download it for like a dollar an icon but this is really great for searching for a really good illustration to use as an icon for a logo or something. It just, it seems like a, it's a really well-crafted website and they've got a lot of really, I thought very well-designed um, illustrated artwork that I think, man, this is some really good stuff that I know that we're going to be using in the future. We're going to look at um, it just, came across really well designed and if you're the kind of person that needs to find a lot of illustration type of stuff maybe like children's type of things i just think it's a really good uh website that you should check out and i'll include that as well so those are my design tools for the cash strapped hopefully you're able to find something that can work for you and your ministry um if you've got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-R-E-L.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. Uh, if you want to subscribe, hit us up on iTunes, Android, we're in the Google Play Store, or on Stitcher. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com. <laughs>